Welcome to the AI Ireland podcast, your window into the world of AI innovation on the island of Ireland. Join us as we explore how AI is harnessed to tackle both business and societal challenges, revealing the cutting-edge solutions emerging from this vibrant AI community. Don't forget to subscribe for the latest updates and insights in the world of AI. Welcome back to the AI Ireland podcast. In this third episode of our comprehensive five-part Gen AI series, we're diving into the intricacies of data management and risk mitigation. Joining me today are Tim Mardison, Director of Amuda Partnerships, and Key Hind, Principal Consultant at Global Logic. Together, we'll explore effective strategies for managing complex entitlements in the data landscape, and our discussion will also focus on mitigating risks during the data readiness process and identifying often overlooked elements in data data management strategies. This episode is crucial for anyone looking to enhance their understanding of data entitlements and risk management. We provide you with actionable insights and strategies to refine your data management approach. Tune in as well as we unravel these complexities and provide essential aspects of your data strategy to help you on your journey. Every large organization is going to have a cloud strategy. Where does Immuta fit in? So the reason most large organizations are moving towards cloud platforms is a desire to, to innovate around their data. They want to make better use of it, and they want to bring in new data into that environment to make better decisions. But to do that, what you need to do as an organization is start to break down the silos around the data that you already have. As you're bringing it into the cloud, it will it'll inherit all those those rules around it and, and, and controls that limit how much that data can be shared. And ultimately, to make more use of data, you want to make it more available to more people. That could be internal or external. And to do that, you've got to break down those silo walls. And breaking down those silo walls requires you to bring in a better system of control, a new system of control that allows you to open up this concept of sharing the data to allow more insights to be drawn and more value to be gained. And that's where we fit in with we're, we're that plane for control, automating access. Keith, from Global Logic's perspective, how do you complement and work with companies such as Amusa? Well, like as Tim said, companies when they move to cloud are really looking for a lot of flexibility across the across the spectrum. And being able to securely and efficiently share access to data across that organization is absolutely critical to their transformation. When you look from a product capabilities perspective. What type of offerings are you helping customers with to improve their journey? So there's a number of different areas that we sort of impact within, within that sort of that journey for a customer. Um, but I'd say the main change is really this philosophical change of, as they move from what most organizations will have today, which is described as a role-based access control model. RBAC is the acronym. And that basically means that you've got your data sets over here, you've got your users over here, and then you define these roles in the middle and, and you subscribe users to roles and each role has a view of data attached to it. And you end up with this kind of spaghetti monster of entitlements to give that data access. And this is a massive, massive burden with two things for an organization. It's a burden and it's a risk. The burden is in managing who has access to all these different roles and somebody has to go in and make those changes and create new definitions. And then... With all those manual steps, that's where the risk comes in because all those manual steps is very easy for them to not be fully completed or not completed in a timely fashion. And when that's the case, of course, you're potentially leaving open views of data to people who should not see it. And whether they have a malign intent or not, that can open up regulatory consequence for the organization. So it's a massive, massive problem when you end up with this. And most large organizations will have more roles than users. 
and it's a real, real burden. And the, like the best impact we've seen with one of our customers was a long-standing Snowflake customer and now a long, long-standing Immuta customer. And they implemented Immuta to help solve this problem. And the first subscription policy, so the way we do it is by policy, first policy they implemented reduced the number of roles by 94%, just like, just like that. And that straight away freed up two full-time heads who were doing that entitlement management to allow them to redeploy to the innovation, the data platforming that was actually real value add for their business. So that's the kind of sort of the impact we're having. Okay, when you, when you hear Tim share that example, you, you could ultimately see how that person was freed up to do higher quality work and be more effective within an organization. Can you share some other examples that come to mind? Well, I, I think the central management of this stuff and certainly the automation that, that can be built in around, around apparently access to data and also privacy controls um, is, is important, not just from a, an organizational risk and, and from a, a, but also from an engineering perspective. It's great to be able to not have to engineer this stuff um, and create the spaghetti monster that, 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 and maintain it going forward um, that Tim's mentioned. But users get quicker access to data. You get more consistent handling um, of privacy and access across the organization, regardless of, of the access platform. Yeah. Um, and you reduce the risk overall. What do customers need to be mindful for, particularly with blind spots that they may not be aware of on their, tra- on their cloud strategy? Blind spots and risks. So I think really the, it, the awareness that data management doesn't have to be the way it is today is really the blind spot most organizations have because it's, it's almost like when data platforms were changing from relational to non-relational, people just expected a relational model for data structures. And it's the same with access management today. People just expect a role-based model. That's just the way it has been for 40 years or more. And that model doesn't scale. That, that's proven and shown. And just accepting that that's the way it is, is the risk for organizations because that leaves open these gaps around the timely or effective implementation of change that leave um, data available that should not be available to people that shouldn't be available to Key, what are the considerations that customers need to take in when they're actually making this strategy, when they're looking to do cloud adoption? I think, as, as Tim said, yeah. there's a realization that, that these things uh, certainly too long have been left as, a, as either an architectural discipline or as, or as engineering rigor, um, and actually deserve to be something that's, that's dealt with in their own right. So it, it's really positive that the components are, are appearing in the market and, and people are looking at building up a centralized solution for this um, because that, that's exactly what it deserves. Um, and that, that's, you know, that's exactly what they need. If companies are hesitant or haven't necessarily made the move and taken into consideration so many things are happening in the world today, what advice would you offer them? Certainly um, assess where you are, assess where you want to be um, and whether or not what you're currently building today on, in the old way of doing things. Um, is sustainable in the long term because you, this is a very long journey and we're only really at the start of it. In three, four, five years' time, that spaghetti monster will be, you know, absolutely enormous. And the amount of resources that you have to put into it to maintaining it going forward will probably, you know, be unsustainable. From a bigger picture perspective, Tim, we're going in with a strategy for what we know and you know, future, as much as we can perceive for the future, how important is it to have that bigger picture, holistic view when you're actually adopting the strategy and putting it into practice? Well, you do have to have a sense of direction, I think. Um, and, and so you've got to have a vision of change. And, and typically that's what a cloud strategy for an organization is. They're, they're looking to make some fundamental changes about use of data for their organization. And when you're changing something 
as fundamental as your, your data platform landscape, then you have to look at changing the whole stack around that at the same time and the philosophy of those. And, and I think one of the, one of sort of the, the emerging philosophies at the moment that has a lot of, um, attention or discussion is like data mesh, for example, which is sort of concept of decentralizing data environments. And you can't even approach concepts like that, practically speaking, without automation around access management, because it, it just is, it's, it's like taking that spaghetti monster and then amplifying it. It's just, it's a near impossibility. And so practically you see it very quickly in those sorts of environments, but that comes from having an ambition to say, we want to go data mesh, for example. You, and most organizations should be driven by some guiding philosophy to drive this change. What is it they're trying to do? Is it, is it implement a data marketplace internally so that they are essentially selling internally data products in some way, um, you know, or is it just, you know, breaking down silos across geographies within a global organization, but in a way that is still compliant with all the different data regulations in those different territories. All of these are the kinds of guiding principles that often are driving these data renovations. So you've given access keys. How do we audit this? How do we actually check to see what you've given access to? The intention is in, is in line with what, are, what we actually did. Yeah, so the, the big advantage of centralizing those kind of functions is not only that you can manage access and privacy controls in one place, but it's also that all the traffic or all the activity can be monitored in that same place too. And that goes for not just keep, keeping an eye on what people are doing, but also alerts you know, around um, activities that, that might be constru construed as suspicious or worrying. Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the curiosities, I suppose, about the area we cover, this data security piece, is it often falls between the gaps almost politically within organizations. It's so governance teams won't necessarily have responsibility for it, but the CISO function won't necessarily have responsibility for it either because they'll be looking more at external threat detection and that kind of endpoint guarding. And what we bring in then is this ability for both of those organizations to have a role and be an enabler for good practice in the business and security of the business around how that data is controlled and be able to see how it's being controlled and who is looking at what. And also, you know, go as far as, you know, behavioral analysis. Are there data sets that are being used more than you might expect? And is that because there's actually PII data, for example, in that data set that was not originally caught? And then it gives you an opportunity to actually review and change the categorization of data so it can then be put into the appropriate policies. Tim, Keith, thank you very much. Our pleasure. Thank you. I'm really, really excited to unveil a new book, AI Unleashed, Navigating the AI Revolution as a Business Executive, which is now accessible to purchase on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. This publication is the fruit of half a decade's word of meticulous research and high-level conversations with experts in the field both in Ireland and globally. The book is particularly timely featuring current discussions on AI governance in the European Union and North America. If you're aiming to grasp the full scope of AI, ready your enterprise for its transformative power and utilize it to your advantage, this book is specifically crafted for you. It serves as a pragmatic guide, clarifying misconceptions and presenting real world insights for leaders entering the AI sphere. The book covers an extensive array of subjects from AI's role in diverse industries to generative AI applications and provides guidance on avoiding typical missteps at AI initiatives, all supported by the most recent studies. Additionally, the book highlights case studies and applications that have earned accolades at AI awards throughout the years and emphasize top-notch AI utilization in Ireland. For executives, polyarchitects or technology aficionados seeking to make sense of the intricate world of AI, AI Unleashed Navigating AI Revolution is your essential handbook.
So it's now available on Amazon. This book furnishes you with the expertise that instruments require to point AI more effectively and intricately.